This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is a special episode. My mother learned how to tell one of the craziest sex stories I've I've ever heard. In a car. About herself having sex in a car with the one and only Dixie de la Tour. This is a usually a Patreon bonus episode that you could only find on our Patreon page. But in this case, you're getting a freebie. So hopefully this will inspire you to go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. If you enjoy it, give a few bucks and you'll get you know, all this free bonus content that we have with our guests. It's usually the best because it comes at the end. So enjoy enjoy this episode and please support us at patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Don't you love being nervous? Yeah. Welcome to the Patreon <laughs> bonus episode. I'm with, very nervous. With Dixie De La Tour of the Body Storytelling Podcast, we're going to learn how to tell a story. Yeah. And mom, you're going to tell a story today? I've never told a story. I, I don't even know if... I'm pretty sure that the, the guy would remember the story. Um, but it's a story about when I had sex in a car. Okay. So Dixie, how does this session usually go down? Okay. So to craft a story... Pretty much you're just going to explode a story. You're just going to go, okay, here's my story. It doesn't have to have a great beginning. It doesn't have to have a great ending. Uh, you're just going to tell me what happened. It's just kind of like the anecdote now. Literally it was so long ago too. That's really hard. Yeah. I'll teach you about that part too. But okay. just tell me the story. Okay. So I was a teenager and actually I was with a guy who had bedroom eyes. This 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 boy was sought after by all uh, the women that went to college with me for whatever reason. He had he was known for being great in bed and just uh, he was actually the guy I lost my virginity to as well. But so it was one summer and um, you know I met him back in University of Illinois, Champaign Urbana. He was a year older than me. He had a nickname, which was FD for Fat Donnie. And uh, this boy, like I said, is a, quite the Casanova. So. One day he calls me up. He's like, uh, "Like, you want to go out sometime?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's go out tonight." So he comes over, picks me up in his like, I think it was like one of those. God, it was a small car. It was like we had a little hatchback, a red car. I think it was a like a Datsun 280Z, some car that they don't make anymore. And we went driving in this car, and uh, we went down a winding road. And he's like, "I got some alcohol." I'm like, "Good." So he brings out something. I don't remember what this was. I'm guessing it was something strong that I couldn't handle. And the two of us started, and it was red, red alcohol. So what would that be, like bourbon or something that I normally wouldn't have drunk? He pulls over on the road. We both start drinking this uh, red substance and getting really messed up, okay? And we start making out. And uh, we're in this tiny little car. I'm on, I'm on like in, in the passenger seat from what I remember. We start really getting into it, having great sex. I mean, like he like literally like somehow gets on top of me or whatever. And I'm like, hold the phone here. I can't do this right now. I am about to get sick. I open the door 
I puke my guts out (laughs) at the side of the door. Meanwhile, I'm still extremely horny because I am like this, you know, sex crazed teenager that uh, I don't know. You know, those days you don't want to give up a good opportunity like this. And like I said, this is I'm with Mr. Casanova. We go back to having sex again. He's ready to kiss me again. Mouthful of vomit. Start making out. Start getting into it again. And I have to get sick again. Open the door. Puke my guts out again. Close the door. Continue to having having sex like the horned dog I was. Uh, Yeah, I think that's how it ended. I think that uh, we finished... I sobered up after a while because we stopped drinking, and he drove me home. That's the story. Wow. Okay. Yay! Yay, Carolee! What, what details did you not know? So what we usually do when we tell a story to somebody is as we remember a detail, we add it in. So when you structure a story to tell it, you try and put the things in a place so that you front load the story so that like you were about mm, a minute in before you mentioned Champagne, Illinois, Urbane. Urbane. Champagne Urbana. So Champagne. I should have mentioned that first. Well, you were a teenager. Yeah. You're going to give us context where you are. You're going to tell us about Fat Donnie. You said that he was, give us a physical description. There was this guy. His name was Fat Donnie. What did Fat Donnie look like? Fat Donnie actually wasn't all that fat. Okay. But he was a little chubby. And so you said he had bedroom eyes is the only physical de- description yeah. you really gave. Ah, so I should have said a little bit more like how yeah. tall he it's was. It's really yeah. good if we can picture somebody. Yeah. A really great way to do that is to take somebody that we all know out there in the world. Ah, you like know? George Clooney, a little heavier set. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. It's also fun for the audience if they get, if you fuck with it, like take something they know and fuck with it. Yeah. So if you were to do that on stage and you went, there was this guy, then they go, Okay, but if you said he looked kind of like a chubby George Clooney, they go, ah, <laughs> got the picture. Keep moving through the story. So you got to give them what they need. As a character enters the story, you're going to lock it down. This is what Fat Donnie looked like. Ah. The thing that I felt was really missing from this story is how you felt about this. Like mm. you didn't mention that you were, you said this guy had a reputation for being good in bed. You didn't tell us if you were nervous about the fact that you were probably going to have sex with him because he's a known Lothario. You didn't tell us if you drank because you were nervous, but we want to feel what you feel. Mm. So you kind of let us know, you know, like, oh my God, the date's Friday night and we're going to go out and it's cool. 280Z and oh and then he says I've got booze and I don't normally drink that kind of booze you're gonna actually remember what kind of like your best guess is great nobody's gonna fat Donnie's not gonna come back x numbers of years later and go right. actually it was bullet bourbon and you called it vodka <laughs> but you need to let us know what kind of alcohol so that we can kind of taste it in our so mouth kind of make it up yeah mm-hmm. guess your best guess you're mm-hmm. not making it up but you're you know nobody knows better than you what it might have been Mm. so if you're just going i don't remember what it is then they're gonna go Mm. okay well i'm just gonna assume it was great or nasty whatever their their brains are going to do things with the story you've got to tell them what to do with their brain you know so you're going to say i was so nervous about this guy he had a reputation work this guy was so hot i just couldn't wait to be whatever it is at a certain point when he pulls out the liquor you're going to identify the liquor and then you're going to be in the car. I'm very curious about how you fucked in a 280Z because <laughs> I've been in a 280Z before. They are not built for fucking. Um, and when you say we start having sex, that is when everybody does the fade out. Ah. So then we had sex. 
well, guess what? My sex is probably different than your sex. You yeah. know, somebody of a different gender has a different kind of sex. So you got to tell us what sex means to you. I tell people, this is whatever you're comfortable talking about. Carolee, I think you're probably comfortable talking about sex. So you know what happened. You're going to tell us what the actual act was. So maybe it was, you know, we start making out, we're drinking, I've got a buzz on, he re- he says, I want to fuck, or whatever it is. He slides inside you, that's a detail you know mm. that we don't know. So now we can kind of picture the act, because if you're having sex, and suddenly you start getting sick, we're like, I wonder why she got sick. But if you tell us he slid inside you and he is thrusting inside you and he's moving you like, you know, ah, that like forth, I just back moved, and forth, like I moved this car right now when I did that. Now we're going, oh, that's not good when you're drunk. So we're doing the labor mm. to go, oh, she's going to we like knowing what's about to happen. She's going to throw up if, if he's th- if oh. he's just shaking. The ah, I didn't realize that. I probably didn't even realize it now until that might have been why I threw up. Yeah. Or it could have been that we were driving too. but who knows? I, it, most people go, uh, and then we had sex, and then I threw up twice, and then, well, not most people tell that story, because most people don't tell that story, currently. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, is it that common that that happens? No, uh, no, but I, it's just kind of like, they kind of like, we feel like that's all the airtime we're allowed. Mm. That's what I meant before when I said that, yeah. Yeah. You feel like my time is up, so, and then we had sex, and then he drove me home. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, well, I feel like I've had your attention long enough. Yeah, yeah. But really, we want you to, we want to know... What happened then? Like you had thrown up twice. Did he <laughs> stop and wipe off the puke? <laughs> Did he go, I'm going to let you hang your head out the door. Now put your head back in the car. We're yeah. going to continue fucking. And then when it was done, how you felt about it, like you've told this whole story. Now the emotional part. I how did, yeah, you feel? I felt did you like f- I didn't. I felt like I didn't like have a good ending. Yeah, there was no resolution. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about the whole thing? Did he make a comment as he drove home, or was it uh, utter silence? No, he was actually super nice about it, which was surprising because he's known as an asshole. So if he's super <laughs> nice about it, what was his what flavor of super nice? Yeah. Did like, he say, "Here's a napkin, yeah. wipe the corner of your mouth," or yeah. did he say, "I'm sorry, you did, you got drunk"? Yeah. Is do you want to stop at the Seven Eleven so I can get you some Tums? What was nice no, for he him? Too che- cheap for the Tums, but yeah, he was nice. He was just like, oh, I hope you're okay, and you know, like saying nice stuff like that. A great little funny ending for the end of yeah. that would be he took me to the door and he went to give me a kiss and I went, yeah, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Let's <laughs> skip that kiss goodnight. Like that's yeah. a way to end your I story. definitely needed an ending. Do you need yeah. a moral necessarily? No. So it's just kind of, There's you just no need moral a funny that punch story. at the end. The end of the story should be sort of like why you tell a story. Mm. So if you're telling this really funny, I puked all over 280Z while this guy had sex with me and pretty much didn't stop while I puked two times in a row and then he took me home. It's kind of like, why do you tell this story? It's, it's like, you know, I really thought this, this guy who was like the coolest guy in school, you know, what was he doing with little old me? But he turned out to be the nicest guy ever. Like I wait for the moment in the story that makes me feel it in my oh, chest. Okay. The moment that makes me go, oh, oh, that must have felt like you were humiliated by this whole thing going on. But now he turned out to be a nice guy after all. It's not a moral, but it's kind of like, this is what I felt. This is where I started and this is where I ended up. Yes. yes, ah, yes. This is life. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Wow. Usually when you asked if you were to sit here and you tell your friends that story, your friends would go, you know, well, Karen Lee, did you ever see that guy again? Or like any right, of those questions right. you would answer help you find the end of your story. 
just kind of like I ran into, you know, people want to take every story they want to take if they ever ran into them in the class reunion 20 years. All of that is an opportunity for the final note of your story. But most important is what you felt. Mm, yeah. And we never put that in our stories. Yes. Why is it? Did you did you answer that question in your story about what you felt? I was shocked that my gay best friend wanted to have sex with me. I said that I wanted, you know, I was embarrassed. We shouldn't have done that. We're friends. It's ruining our friendship. And he said, well, I really want to have sex again. And I went, all right, let's let's try was, it. But yeah. let's make sure I'm not pregnant first. There was some emotional stuff totally. in there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you were telling stories about, like, getting so angry you were punching him, that was, I was yeah. very aware of your, right. your, your emotional feelings. state. Yeah. 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 Because we don't have a place to tell our stories about sex, that usually we don't put our emotions in it. Like mm. we right. feel get it so over with quick and just tell somebody about yeah. it, but don't say anything further about how I, you felt. I'm not going to tell you anything about me because this is this private part of myself I never talk about. So I'm not going to let you know that I really I got drunk because I was inexperienced and he was known for being, you know, like any of those things. Or even that I thought it'd be really fun if I would drink with him. And yeah. that was part of the experience. Yeah. I had a crush on him. Mm -hmm. If you tell us those things. I liked getting fucked up. He liked getting fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But if you this. like getting fucked up, why you why? liked getting fucked up? Because it was up. a fun, good feeling, except when I got too fucked up. Okay. Did you like to get Did you like to get fucked up because it gave you an opportunity to not be you for a little while? No. No. So? I should have said that. Why? No. Well, why, why did, did I you? like... I just thought it's fun to get drunk. It's fun to have sex when you're drunk. You feel very uninhibited when you are. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what you were feeling. And that was mm -hmm. what drove you to do the things that you did. I was I, feeling yeah. wild. I was feeling wild. It wasn't a, I, I don't want to pathologize myself by saying oh, I was insecure. So I would drink to make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. It was more about, oh, this is going to be fun. We're just going to get drunk and we're going to have wild sex. And in the middle of uh, a, a dark, but yet windy street. And also the police awesome. could come at any moment. But if, so the thing is, if you say, I like to have fun, that's like, <laughs> what's fun for you? What's fun for me? Right. Mm. I have to understand. It's not necessarily pathologizing yourself. It's how your audience understands Why you the story. Yeah. They're walking through the story as you. If they're walking through the story as you, how do they know what to feel? Unless you tell them what you were right, feeling. Right, right. I never even thought about that. So yeah. I said I was feeling wild. That doesn't seem like that descriptive, right? Mm -mm. So what would be a way for me to say that in a, in a way that allows them to understand what I was feeling? So you'd have to have some con context for that. Mm -hmm. So... So give me an example of a time that you were feeling like, are you talking about her story? Mm -hmm, she just told mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to understand a little bit about what you were looking forward to on this date. Like maybe it's Friday night at the mm -hmm. end of the school year. And this guy has asked you out and you're just like, summer's coming. I'm not going to see my friends. I really need to blow it out. Oh, like yeah. we have context for mm -hmm. what wild look like. I really, it's the end of the school year. I really need to blow it out. I really need to have an experience because Oh, the context I, helps. Yeah. Oh, wow. Does that make well, sense? Well, yeah, and I was real. We were not in Champagne, though. We were back in. in uh, <laughs> I want to. I, I got to finish. Is I don't want you guys getting the wrong idea here. Oh this did not God. happen in Champagne. 
That's what you're concerned that we got the wrong idea yeah, about. I don't, wanna, I, I don't want any misinformation. Passing. I puked twice over a 280 <laughs> while being fucked, but I don't want you to get the wrong impression. Don't. It did not happen in champagne <laughs> or bronze. Nope, it was not there. It Go was ahead. during a summer vacation. I th- this has been an incredible Patreon bonus episode. Yeah. And I thank you so much for giving us these I story feel honored tips. that you gave me this personalized tips yes. and custom uh, storytelling lessons. I love yeah. helping people find their stories. So cool. You're I do amazing. a lot of, most of the work I do is story coaching. Like I teach workshops. I coach people for the show. Get and them ready to get self-taught? Stand- yeah. Amazing. Well, I've taken storytelling workshops over the years because I geeked out on it. But I read a lot. I've taken classes in the past and now I teach and people don't think their stories are important enough to tell. A lot of it is the therapy of telling people your story is important. Don't shut yourself down. We want to feel things. Mm. Let us feel what you felt. If you just go, some stuff happened. We go, that's just information, but we want to feel what other people feel. That's what storytelling is. I freaking love this. I do too. We're going to have to do more storytelling. Yeah. Check out body storytelling. And bodystorytelling.com. And she's on Patreon as well. You can support her there. Patreon.com slash body, B-A-W-D-Y. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed this Patreon bonus episode that you guys got to hear for free, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom and support our show. You'll get a bunch of bonus episodes uh, with our guests, which are usually the best because we record them right at the end. Join our family. Thank you for listening. 